I've been reading a lot of my Bible lately. Um, uh, well, like not just reading, but listening to my Bible too. At the start of every year, I like to take January and just go like deep dive in, in the Word. Uh, last January, I went through the whole New Testament in January. And a, few, a couple years ago, um, and I'm doing it again this month, I did what they call a 30-day shred, which is when you go through your whole Bible in 30 days. Now, it sounds really daunting and like, you know, power move. I'm going through my Bible in... 30 days or whatever. It's not as crazy as it sounds. If you put on your audio Bible in the version app, get a nice translation that's easy to listen to, like New Living Translation. Put it on one and a half speed. And if you listen to that thing when you're making coffee, when you're driving places, when you're doing stuff, you'd be amazed at how much of your Bible you can get through, you know? And uh, the purpose of this whole reading a whole chunk of the Bible in a, in a, in a big hit is to get like a big picture view of the Bible. You know, often we focus on one or two verses or a story, but to just get a real broad, I personally think that the Old Testament is just way more enjoyable in huge chunks because you see this huge narratives and these, these patterns that you don't see reading just little, you know, heading to heading or, or anything like that. So I encourage you, hey, give it a, give it a shot, you know, um, give yourself lots of grace. Don't feel like it's a, like a law thing. I know Pastor Jack did it in like 18 days or something. Was it 18 days or somewhere around? So... He should start a new one, the 18-day shred. That's <laughs> hey, and as I've been reading and listening through my Bible, a lot of the Bible, I've realized something about me, and maybe you could relate, and that is I love the promises of God. I love the promises of God. And when God shows up to someone and just epically just goes, I'm changing your name, and I'm going to do this. And you're just like, that is awesome. Like in Genesis 17, how epic is this? Genesis 17, 1 to 6, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I'm changing your name. You will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, who loves ham. Got to add that ham onto Abraham. Lame joke. Anyway, um, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. I mean, how epic is that? Is that epic or what? Give me a... Yeah. Or this one in, in Genesis 35. Verse 10 to 12, it says, uh, your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. Does that sound familiar? Israel. So God renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants, and I will give you the land I once gave Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. I mean, like, how epic is that? Epic, right? Uh, and, and it happened, and it's happening, and, it's, and God is faithful to his word. But I, the thing that I'm learning about myself is, um, well, and, and reading these things, it's like God kind of skips over some of the details of these big promises, it's kind of like, you know, when you install a new operating system and it says, like, do you accept all these terms and conditions? And it's all the, it's like 500 pages of fine print. Who reads them? No one, right? You just go, agree. 
Uh, but there's uh, some details that, God, not that God's like being deceptive. No, he's saying this is the promise, but there's not any mention of like Israel's 400 years of slavery in Egypt or their wandering in the wilderness or all the work they had to do to conquer the promised land or it goes on and on. And I'm realizing that as I read through my Bible and listen to it, a lot of it, that I love the promises of God, but I often forget about the process it takes to get there. You guys thought I was just going to talk about the promises all night, didn't you? You're like, oh, no. And so tonight, I, I really want to share on the promises and the process. The promise and the process. Because we love the promise. Oh, man. Give me the promise. Amen. I'll get up and I'll shout. But we often don't like the process, do we? We love the destination, but we don't like the preparation. Tire party anointing coming on me. Uh, we love the dream, but we don't always like the journey to get to the dream, right? And I mean, like, because the journey, it brings pain. It, the journey brings a lack of familiarity. Can I get a... The journey requires faith in action. Uh, I mean, like, not to be irreverent, but, like, dreams kind of come cheap. Um, anyone can dream. I mean, if God showed up before you and audibly said, I'm going to do this, you would probably fall on your face and say yes and amen, right? And, but I, I want to encourage us tonight, and this is a real, really felt strong to share this tonight, that the God of the promise is also the God of the process. And let's not, you know, this isn't some like takeaway Uber Eats journey of faith where someone else does all the work for me. I know, I know Jesus has accomplished all the work that we could ever accomplish, amen? But there still is this like, you know, we have this tendency to have like microwave, eight-minute abs mindset towards the things of God that like, oh, yeah, if I just, you're, you know, the eight-minute abs things just ain't working for me. And, you know, and we love the end suddenlies of God. It's like, God, and suddenly it just, boom, in a moment, it all changes, and I'm voided of every responsibility to change. It just happens. But for every end suddenly of God, there's like a million end slowlies of God. <laughs> and not that, and, but God is the God of the end suddenlies, and we love them, and, we, and they're amazing, but he's also the God of the end slowlies. And we love those overarching stories, man, that God rescued Israel out of, uh, you know, and if you're not familiar with the story, go home tonight, put on that audio Bible, listen through Genesis, get, get, get on it, you know, don't Netflix binge, like, let's Bible binge a little bit, amen? Let's open up that Bible, it's easier than ever before, and listen to the, you know, we love that God rescued Israel from Egypt and put them in the promised land, amen, amen, but we, we, we skip the details of like, you know, when the Israelites are coming out of slavery and, and they're journey, journeying through the promised land, God does these miraculous things. And in the midst of the process, people stop trusting God. They literally walk through a miraculous parting of seas and, they're, and next minute they're, they're not trusting God. They're, you know, because I don't know about you, but it, it's, it's not a stretch to say that we're in a bit of a wilderness season right now in the world. <laughs> and the thing about wilderness seasons is it brings out the grumblers and the quitters and those who stop trusting God and 
Guess what? It can be me sometimes. It can be you sometimes. I hope you're smiling under your mask. Just move your eyebrows like this instead. That can be your amen. Amen. That was a pre- predetermined joke. It says here. Uh, there is some in here. But, you know, I believe God has great things for us as a church. Man, he's got great things for us. Promises. I think about prophetic words that have come to our church in, in recent times. Pastor Darren Bonnell prophesying over the next decade of our church. But there is, we've got to trust God in the process. In the process. Amen? Amen. You know, wilderness seasons are also kind of, they're good because they're preparing us. They're preparing us. Because what God has in store for us out of these wilderness seasons is worth it. It's worth it. I mean, it's worth the preparation. It's worth the, the sharpening. Like where I am right now is like over here. What God has promised us, what he's taking us to is over here. And I'm like, sometimes we're like, we're in the middle. Stuck in the middle with you. you know, we're in the middle, right? And in this gap, in the middle, it, it's, it's called life. It's called the journey. It's called the preparation, the process. And we can't lose heart in the middle. Don't lose heart in the middle. And I, I've got a few questions for us tonight. Questions from the middle. Question one is, are you allowing yourself to be prepared or discouraged? Are you allowing yourself to be prepared or discouraged? Question two is, are you trusting God will work this for good? Or are you waiting for it all to end? Because there's a difference between working and waiting. Are you glad you came to church tonight? I am. Question three, is what you're hoping for enough to get you through what you're going through? And I say yes and amen. It is. It should be. Have you ever thought about going somewhere, opened up Google Maps, and seen like the drive and the distance and thought, ah, it's just too far, too much. Two hours, ah, nah. Well, let me tell you something. This, what God has got for you, what God has got for this church, what God has got for your family, for you, is worth the journey. Amen? It's worth the journey. And today is Mission Sunday. And the whole idea of missions is to complete the mission. That's why it's called missions. It's a mission. Amen. And completing a mission takes work and perseverance. And, you know, missions in many ways is a middle work. It's from where I have been and where I am, and I am journeying to complete the mission to see people's lives change, to see people come to know Jesus, to see the gospel spread. It's a work that happens in the middle between where we are and our mission being completed. And, and we need to not be discouraged in the journey. Let's not be discouraged in the journey. And I love, you know, through Jesus, God gives us way more detail about the journey um, than he gave to Abraham and Jacob, and Jesus talks about this in Matthew 24. When we read through these verses, a lot of this will sound familiar to us. He says to his disciples, says, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, 
but the end won't follow immediately. Nations will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes and pandemics. I just added that one in. In many parts of the world, but all of this is only the first birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted. Oh, this is just great stuff, isn't it? Uh, You will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But those who endure to the end will be saved. And this is my favorite part. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it and then the end will come. Jesus, is that enough detail for you? Jesus, he, he just lays it out, man. He just goes, here it is. This is what's going to happen. And I love this because... We can look at what Jesus is listing and see so many familiarities in our modern history, in, in, in our world today. And, but verse 14, it says, the good news about the kingdom will be preached. So Jesus is saying, in the midst of the middle, in the midst of the process, the pain, there are still a people who are willing to say, I'll preach the good news. The good news will be preached, Jesus says. That means there are going to be some people. And is there anybody in here tonight that are these type of people that will say, I'm not just going to sit in the middle here and be discouraged or waiting for these troubles to end or hopeless. No, I'm going to be a willing worker. I'm not just going to say, Lord, I'll just put my whole mission on hold, pause. Then I'll just save it, save game, and I'll come back when this storm's passed. No, no, there is a mission to be accomplished, amen? There is a mission, and we need to be people who say, Lord, I know it is all going down right now, and I know there's a thousand reasons for me to be self-focused, for me to, but I am here, send me, I want to be on mission. Man, let it not be said that at the end of this pandemic that thing shrunk or went backwards or paused. No, the good news has to go forward. And I'm so happy we're part of a church that is moving forward, that is, you look at these missions reports, you know, we could a pause or we could oh you know oh no we'll just take a step back it's you know it's you know oh I don't know budget's tough we might who knows what's going to happen right now oh we might need to just take some mission no 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 we're moving forward we're moving forward and you know there are some people who run away from the fire but then there are some people who go it's my time to shine I'm 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 going in there there's people to rescue in there right and who's thankful for those heroic people who say hey I'm not going to run away from the dangers or the trials. No, I'm going to run into that in Jesus' name. And I want to ask you these questions again in the light of missions. The question is, are you allowing yourself to be prepared or discouraged on Mission Sunday? Are you allowing yourself, is your, is your, are you heading towards that? Are you, are you saying, hey man, this might... I'm not going to get bitter. I'm going to get better. Amen. I'm not going to get downcast. I'm going to get refocused, man. I'm not going to allow this to, to 
isolate me and keep me. No, I'm going to get closer with people. Man, I'm going to start texting people saying, hey, can we pray for this together? Hey, can we read the Bible together? Can we do? No, I want to head towards my mission. Are you allowing yourself to be prepared or discouraged? Question two, are you trusting God will work this for good or are you waiting for it all to end? I'm trusting that God is going to use this scenario this temporary season for good. We were just singing about it. You know, the enemy might have wanted to use this for evil. And he might be thinking, oh, mate, now's the time. Look at everyone. No one's, yeah, look at everyone scattered. No, 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 no. God is using this to prepare us. He's going to use this, man. We're going to look back and go, thank, and obviously, I'm not being irreverent to the fact that people have lost their lives and all these things, but there are times where you look back at seasons and go, I'm happy I went through that for what God was taking us to. Amen? Amen. Question three is what you're hoping for enough to get you through what you're going through. What does that mission complete look like for you? What does it look like? I don't know about you, but when I see that missions report and see some, you know, missions completed, it encourages me. It encourages me. It makes me think the price is worth it. The price is worth it. Amen? Amen? And maybe you're here tonight and you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been distracted or, or, or caught in the wilderness season. I encourage you to read through that journey. I know a lot of people doing Bible in a year. You'll get to it. And, and, but there's just so much familiarity with what we're going through right now where just, you can just lose focus on God. You know, and, and think, Lord, but God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen? Keep your eyes on the prize, man. Keep your eyes on him. Come on, there's a journey. Uh, there's a, a journey. There's a preparation happening, but God is going to do something amazing in Jesus' name. Amen? And I just want to share one last story, if I could ask the team to come. Because I think we can beat ourselves up that in the journey we've been distracted or we've lost focus, or even like, you know, normally maybe this time of year you come into a new year, you're thinking, I'm fresh, but we've come into a new year thinking like, oh, it just feels like we're in last April, but with more mass. And, you know, you can be a little bit like, oh man, I'm just waiting for that like fresh feeling. Yeah. Well, hey, keep your head up, man. God's good. God, he's, he's, he's a God. He's God in in seasons like this, he's God in seasons where we're dancing around and shouting, right? He, he's still God. And I love this. In John chapter 4, man, this story just hits home. It, and it's about Jesus. It says, as he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official nearby in Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. I don't know about you, but that sounds like someone who's desperate. And Jesus said, go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed when Jesus said, and he started home. Now, let's pause there. I looked up the distance between where he was with Jesus, and, where, and it's like 35 kilometers. 
okay? Which for us, you know, you think, oh, you know, but, you know, he's walking. I don't know about you. I've got two sons. Man, that would be the longest walk of my life. <laughs> like walking, think about this dad, this desperate father walking with a word. Walking with a word. Jesus said he'd be good. That sounds a lot to me like someone who's in the middle, in the process. Between where he was and the promise. Your son's going to be fine. 35 kilometers. And we... I'm about to read the the next verse, but it's an overnight trip. Like he couldn't travel. So he had to stop for the night. Imagine stopping for the night, trying to go to bed, thinking, well, he said he'd be okay. Is there anybody here tonight that needs a fresh word from, from Jesus? A fresh word. He's the God of the process and the promise. Could we take a moment? Could we close our eyes? It says in verse 51 that while he was on his way, some servants came to him and said, your boy is well. Amen. He made it. They met him on the journey. But I think about people here tonight who might be walking with a word. Or maybe you're walking without a word. Maybe you're walking and just thinking, Lord, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just waiting for this thing to blow over. I'm just waiting for the, the feels to come back, man, that I would just feel pumped up about, you know. Hey, uh, that same Jesus who met that man is right here, right here, right now. And I believe he wants to speak to some people tonight. Maybe he has been speaking to you. Is there something that you need to bring to him? Are you discouraged? Are you, have you lost focus? Come on, come to him. Come to him. Come to him tonight. Jesus, I thank you for your presence here with us. And I ask you in this next moment by your Holy Spirit to just speak a fresh word, Lord. Bring a fresh word. Think about this man who was begging you for help, Lord. I know in many ways, Lord, we're, we are humbled before you. We are saying, Lord, we are desperate. We need you, Jesus. We can't walk without a word, Lord. We need you to speak into this situation. Come, Lord. We don't want to just get caught in the middle, discouraged in the process. We trust you. We look to you, our all in all. We fix our eyes on you. Come on, could we stand and let's worship together?